and thank you for joining us for our first episode. I'm Skylar. I'm Brienne. And, and we're, we're the, the Thompsons. Thompsons. Our show consists of wacky Reddit stories we think you should hear, what's happening in the gaming world, daily movie reviews, and everything under the sun. Today we have four Reddit stories that made us laugh out loud. Your weekly game updates. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about Apex. Our thoughts on the new Venom, Let There Be Carnage. And as always, stay tuned to the end of the show where we will share our song of the day. Our first Reddit story has a guy going in for an STD screening and leaving with a lifetime of humiliation. I don't even know what that could like possibly be about. It's pretty crazy. Okay. <laughs> so here we go. After having sex with the fourth girl of my young life at the time, I decided to get an STD check. Not for any physical reasons, mostly for the emotional reassurance. Anyways, I called my neighbor across the street, who's three years older than me, basically my big brother, and I told him that I made an appointment to get checked, and I asked him what it entailed. He said it wasn't too bad. They did a sperm, sperm sample, swabbed his genitals... <laughs> checked his blood, etc., etc. So I felt pretty prepared going in there a few days later. On my way to the clinic, I was feeling pretty nervous to ejaculate in a cup, but I reassured myself that it was going to be fine. When I finally got there, an older lady called my name and handed me a clear cup and escorted me to the restroom and said, please go in here. I was picturing more of a comfortable room where I could do my private thing of choking my chicken. <laughs> But I thought, fuck it. The bathroom will suffice. I remember looking around for some pornographic material because my neighbor said they provide you with some, but there was nothing. I remember thinking, what the fuck? This place just expects us to use our imagination? Disappointed. Bank. <laughs> Disappointed, I said, oh well, not like I haven't used just my imagination before. So I began. Yes, masturbating over the sink. Anyways, I remember amazingly rubbing me, rubbing one out pretty fucking fast, almost too fast. So I thought that I'd wait in there an additional 10 minutes because I didn't want her to think that I was some type of freak. After waiting in there for what felt like an eternity, I finally handed my semen-filled cup back to the old lady nurse who acted impatient and upset that I took so long. I began following her down the hallway. The woman set the cup on the desk table thingy, looked at it, and then picked it up again, and she jiggled the cup up a little bit. She stopped. I held my breath as I looked at her face as I saw it turn from confusion to sheer horror. She turns to me and goes, um, sir, we only needed your urine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I will never forget the feeling that I had at that very moment. My face got red. I felt immediately hot. My legs felt weak. I just wanted to get the fuck out of there. There have been so many embarrassing moments in my life, but luckily I can think pretty quickly on my feet and I can dig my way out of most uncomfortable situations. As for this moment, there was no fucking shovel in sight for me to dig myself out of. Nothing to say, nothing to do. I just stood there terrified. I just jizzed in a fucking urine sample cup, <laughs> and now this poor elderly woman, who was probably months away from retirement, was now horrified and confused as she was gripping a hot cup of my potential babies. I'm guessing the clinic never trained her for situations like this. 
Even if she had made a joke to lighten the mood, it would have been better. It would have it would have killed the tension in the room. Instead, she remained stoic. I felt awkward and scared. I felt like a monster. I was going to say that I don't... Like, when I went to go get my STD check, I don't ever remember having to jizz in a cup. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, you were talking about that, and I was like, uh, (laughs) I don't think that's what you're supposed to do, but I was like, carry on. I guess it's different other places you go. Neighbors set them up for failure. Yeah, that sucks. Because I remember going in and being young, too, and just being like terrified because you're embarrassed because you don't know if you have anything or not and all those nurses are looking at you Ugh, it's just like an embarrassing process of having to do that i would go straight back to that neighbor and be like what the fuck dude yeah i don't need yeah i'd be like dude listen to this fucking story yeah that's crazy this next story definitely has me questioning how far i'd have to be pushed to quit my job on the spot so it says i worked for i worked for a privately owned bakery for exactly one week donor son comes in walks past the counter and into the bathroom he comes out a few minutes later without acknowledging me or my coworker. gets into his car and drives away we both looked at it we both looked at each other, then opened the door, only to find this guy literally shit all over the toilet seat and the toilet paper holder. He was 22 at the time, and I'm pretty sure he had a drug problem. When I started working, there was an employee for a day or two before his mom came in and told him to leave after finding out he was taking money from the register. I think on that day he had had enough and decided to do what he did to get back at her. I called the owner and told her what happened, and she said, deal with it so i asked my coworker if she wanted to clean it up because i wasn't going to she declined and i told her i was walking out she did as well we locked up the store and told the owner we quit but we would reconsider staying if her son came back to clean up his own mess she yelled at us for 20 seconds before i said goodbye and hung up my coworker and i bailed out of that situation so fast yeah fuck that i'm not cleaning up somebody else's fucking shit that reminds me like i think of that like scene happening and all i can think about is uh horrible bosses have you seen that the first one i have but not for a really long time well there's one point in like at the beginning when they're kind of like explaining how like whose bosses is who and how mm-hmm. they're bad the owner's son is like a freaking crackhead like yeah, he's like i know what you're I know and he goes about. in the bathroom and he's like, I've been having stomach problems. And he's like, and he's like sniffing his nose because he, he's like doing coke in the bathroom. And that's all I could think about is like a Colin Farrell going into the bathroom and just like shitting everywhere on purpose, specifically just to get back at his mom. Like, what do you have to do it at the, at the place? Go shit at her house or something. That's funny. My mind went to the movie 43. Where she's like, oh, with Chris, with Chris Pratt. You know they were they were actually married, or they were. Really? That was his like actual wife. They have a kid together. Oh, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Mm-mm. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Alrighty. Well, this next story makes me want a DNA test. You can never be too careful. I got a crush on one of my classmates my sophomore year. The longest, most intense and obsessive crush I've ever experienced. Anyways, 
This boy found out about it and made fun of me for a long time. Talked trash and threw things at me, the whole thing. This is where things get weird and disgusting. The thing is, I always knew that my parents and his parents knew each other before we were even born. I never thought about it a lot, just a meaningless coincidence, until a couple of months back. He lives in my neighborhood, and I have a friend that lives nearby him, and she used to tell me that every time he would walk in front of her house, she would initially think it was me because we look so much alike, which is true. So as a joke, I started saying, right, we're probably siblings, and I'm incestuous as fuck. Well, I started doing some research, and I stumbled upon an article talking about genetic sexual attraction, which basically talks about the phenomenon of feeling a strong attraction for your blood relatives when you initially don't know you're related. And remember that I said that I had fallen for another boy the way I fell for him. After reading about it, I went to my mother and asked her if this boy's father, who'd passed away when he was three, looked like him, and she said no. I asked my father, and he also said no. However, my mother's sister that dated the boy's father for a long time told me that she does find them to look alike, even though she hasn't seen his kid in a long time. So maybe she doesn't remember him too well. I checked a picture of my father and his two brothers, and he resembles them as much as I do. (laughs) So this is a simple equation. My father had an affair with the mother and conceived him. And I don't know if I should do something about it. I don't care about blood relations, and he isn't a good person. And he isn't a good person that I would like to have in my life. I also think he has the right to know his possible father. I mean, he never had one, and maybe I would need a liver someday. Thoughts. So that was her brother, and she dated her. She didn't date him. She was like in love with him, and he like made fun of her for it. But she was saying that like you that there's like a thing that people did research on where when you don't know that you're related to someone Mm -hmm. for some reason a lot of people like find them like really attractive like they have an attraction between each other that's weird (laughs) that whole thing is just weird (laughs) couldn't be me i'm always i'd always like i'm always scared to get like DNA test. Yeah, I'm. I always think like, what? What if we're related? I don't think we're related. I know, but just like you never know. Like, what if we're like, like down the line yeah, or something? Like third cousins or something. We're too far in at this point. What do you mean? <laughs> what are you talking about? You're crazy. Gee whiz. Our last story today has got to be the worst court defense I've ever heard. Anyways, a friend of mine once got a ticket for leaving her car standing in the marked off no parking zone in front of a grocery store, which she thought was outrageous because she was just running in to get a pack of smokes. Then she saw how much the ticket was for Something like $120, which she thought was just ridiculous. Because, damn it, she was just running in for a pack of smokes. I mean, come on. How much is that worth? $120? So her plan was to go to court and contest the ticket and point out to the judge how ridiculous that was and offer to compromise at, like, maybe 40 bucks. <laughs> because for Pete's sake, let's be reasonable here. Yes, her plan was to haggle with the judge. 
over how much the ticket should be worth. So she goes to court and she sits. She goes to court and she sits there most of the day waiting. Eventually she gets bored, goes outside to grab a smoke and hang out. While she's out there, her case is called. She missed the whole thing. Didn't even get to try the whole, come on, $120 for that? Come on, I'll give you 40 bucks. Defense on, on the judge and got hit for the full value and the ticket of the ticket plus court cost. So Let me get this woman some nicotine gum. No kidding. So not only did she get a ticket for going in for her smokes, she missed her court date or like her court case because she wanted to smoke. Like you, like I figured, like I've never been to court, so I don't know how it goes, but you got to figure that you like know when your case is about to be called. Yeah. Like a, like a number system, kind of like a DMV. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I don't know. But I fit like, I figure like, you're like, okay, like I've been here for two hours. Maybe I shouldn't go outside and smoke or maybe like one foot in the door, like smoking (laughs) out, like, like, like trailer trash type stuff or something. I don't know. I think that there should be a something i don't really know anyways we have some gaming news for you and we're talking about apex legends today so i read and it has been confirmed that the new legend for season 11 is going to be ash from titanfall 2 i think because titanfall 2 is the story um you fight her in the story and she's just kind of like one of the apex predators along with uh the other guys i think and she's just been kind of like teased. She was teased in season five. Uh, there was like a story mission with her, and you just kind of put her together, basically. And then there's also going to be a new map, but it has not been confirmed. It's just kind of been found by data miners that there's going to be a new season 11 map. It's going to be like more of a tropical map, I guess. Um, I think that'd be cool. I I haven't haven't really been a big fan of season ten so far. It's not too too bad. I think when they first produced the new legend, uh, Seer, he was just way too overpowered. I think that it was mm. ridiculous. Um, so they ended up nerfing him, and I don't know. It's like I know season season ten has kind of been like like a revamping to Apex mm-hmm. because of how bad uh, Warzone got. That a bunch of new streamers like came over to Apex and stuff. So I think. I think they have a lot to to push forward in season 11 and they have kind of like a ball going. But I just I hope that I think lately they like their battle pass stuff that they have it's just been bad. So I think they just should put more work into that. Mm. Than they have been. But another thing that I saw was cuz Ash's abilities have not been confirmed. So um, it's just been kind of like data miners, like going in and, and finding just stuff. People like what they think it is. Yeah, kind of like they have like some like stuff to back it up, but yeah. it's not like confirmed by the people, basically. I respawn. Right. So uh, one of her abilities is going to be like um, an electric ball, basically. And I just thought that was funny because like it'd be like enough, like an offensive Watson. And it's just like so funny because the people who make Apex just like refuse to buff Watson and everybody and the like, like um, community asked for it. So has there been a lot of new competition with the Warzone um, players coming over to Apex, or has it been pretty steady? Um, you, there was a definite jump between season nine and season ten. There's definitely been. It's like a lot more people are playing. 
Um, but I'm, I mean, I just, I feel like when I play, I just get thrown into really high level games. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Uh, so there's like a rank system. Mm-hmm. I've never made it past rank like plat four. And then like Apex Predators, like the the highest rank you can you can go you can get all the way up to like number one in the world through that way. And I'd be getting thrown into games with those people and I'm like, for for what? So it's this season has been really tough for me. So with the the jump in um the number of players, have there been any kind of like server glitches or are oh, they keeping up pretty good with No, them? they're all there's the servers are always bad. Any person who regularly plays apex knows that the apex servers servers suck yeah that's that's one thing that they should definitely try to work on is services or servers but the game's good all together um so let's hear about uh carnage yes let's talk about venom 2 let there be carnage um venom 2 came out in october in the beginning of october i went to see it on release day um I thought it was a pretty good movie. Um, I would have rated it probably four out of five stars. Skylar might not agree with me. He didn't think it was all that great. I just, I don't know. It was something, I think the thing that turned me off the most was, I don't know if it was how the the movie was recorded, but Carnage was so loud in the movie theaters. It, yeah, the theater, it might have just been the theater we were at. I don't know. Well, I mean, nothing else was loud. It was just like when yeah, Carnage really carnage. belted. It was yeah. like, geez. Your ears are bleeding. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. I am a sucker for a good Woody Harrelson. I mean, character. I am too. I so, like I like Woody Harrelson. Like, I've, so I was really hyped for that. Although I mean, him, me, him as like a bad guy is kind of or like hard for a me Marvel, to see. yeah, like a Marvel character is weird to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did think that they could have done more for Woody Harrelson's backstory. Like, they did, they did a good amount, but I just feel like they they could have done more with it. They should have just like more. Yeah, well, because the movie was long, but I felt like it was like. I don't rushed. know. Yeah, like yeah, like the I whole agree. movie was kind of rushed. Like they didn't really give Carnage like they did in a sense, mm-hmm. but it was like drawn out in the whole movie. Yeah. And it was kind of like confusing. It it was a bit confusing. I do think that the storyline was rushed. I think they could have done more with it. Um something that I have never understood even with the first Venom is why the other aliens can transform their bodies into all these crazy things and venom's just like meh maybe it's just like a skill I like guess. you have to learn the skill of like transforming your body into like like how yeah but carnage was just barely born in that movie yeah but i was reading some things and it was like carnage is like venom's son technically yeah so i don't know i guess like yeah like carnage had all this like extra Mm -hmm. shit on him yeah and venom was just like even in the first movie when they fought the when he fought the other alien yeah i forget what his name is yeah but it's just like they can do all these like things and venom's just like hey hey guys yeah but still beats beats their asses and wins every time yeah yeah good guy always wins stanley made it that way (laughs) yeah and then 
Something else that I don't like. I know I said I like the movie, and I'm only talking about what I didn't like. The negative points. I I don't like that the guy doesn't get the girl in the end. I just, I'm a girl. I like romance. I like love stories. Guy gets girl. Guy never gets the girl in these movies, and I can't stand it. I feel like they're trying to make it more of like a, like, so there's always something there. Like, so... Well, she's about to get married. How much more can, like... But she didn't get married in the movie, did she? I mean, no, but... So I'm saying, like, maybe, like, in the next Venom or when we see Venom the next time, like, there's always something that he's, like, chasing her for. And they're not, like, always just happily ever after. Mm -hmm. So it's not, like, the cliche of, like, they're in a happy relationship. I'm a sucker for a cliche. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I think that they just want to try to do it a little different, maybe. I don't know. But I think that everybody pretty much watched Venom for the 30-second cutscene at the end. Oh, that's the whole reason I went day <laughs> of. We went specifically to see that cutscene, and it does not disappoint. I won't... I don't know if we should talk about it, because I don't know spoilers. Seen, if you haven't seen Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, warning, this is a spoiler alert yes, for warning. the next probably 30 seconds. Okay, so... What had happened was they're on vacation because they're on the run because mm-hmm. Eddie Brock killed people technically. In yeah. And um, something happens. Just I, It's hard to explain like the visuals of it. Mm-hmm. It's just like a flash, like a blip kind of. Yeah. And you're kind of like, what? And you hear, um, what's his name? The Joe Jameson guy? I feel like a poet for not being able to say it because I'm like a Spider-Man guy. But anyways, you hear the... Oh, the reporter? Yeah. I'm not sure what his name is. <laughs> right? The guy who's always the guy who's always yeah. mad at Spider-Man for mm-hmm. whatever reason. He's a menace. Yeah, that yeah. guy. So he's talking and you're like, he's not in Venom's world. Yeah. And then you see them just like, real, like show that Peter Parker is Spider-Man and that you know that Venom's going to be in... In the new Spider-Man. In the new Spider-Man. Yeah, like he's in there. Um, With all the other villains. Dimension, world, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I'm I'm really hoping for a Tobey Maguire comeback. Yeah, that would be hype. I don't, because I could care less about Andrew Garfield. Yeah, I think everybody could care less about Andrew Garfield. Just bring back Toby and we'll yes. be good. Yes. And we'll be good. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be hype. I'm really, really excited for it. I'm almost too excited, I would say, to a point. Where you're scared you're going to be disappointed. Disappointed, right. Yeah. Right. Definitely. But anyways. Okay, well, we now have the song of the day for you. Um, I chose the song of the day to be uh, Funeral off of Mac Miller's new album that just dropped, Faces. Now, most people that aren't Mac Miller fans, I probably think don't know that faces came out in 2014 but it was never really released but they had just dropped it now in 2021 so for all the like really really big mac miller fans it's kind of been like super exciting to Mm -hmm. finally get that album because i remember listening to new faces which is also on the album and uh diablo which is also on the album and being like i want these on my playlist Mm -hmm. and then never being able to find them ever and it sucked because like you just want to listen to it yeah but i like the song um it just kind of like has a meaning of live every day like it's your last day because you never know when it's going to be your last 
So I'm going to throw a little clip in there for you so you can kind of hear a little bit of it. Here it is. It's the last day of my life. Party like it's the last day of your life. This the motherfucking last day of my life. Party like it's the last day of your life. Yeah, yeah. See, we swallowed in this web of lies. Never try to exercise. It used to be a fantasy, but now I guess it's televised. Well, we hope y'all enjoyed that. I hope that y'all enjoy Mac Miller as I. I hope y'all enjoy Mac Miller as much as I enjoy Mac Miller. Yeah, Skyler is definitely the most diehard Mac Miller fan that I've ever met in my life. And it wasn't even like that. I remember before Mac Miller died, I wasn't that big of a fan. I knew his party songs, mm -hmm. like his like. Well, I think when we first start, not when we first started dating, around the time that he died. Yeah, it I was had just. When he put Swimming out, mm. that was the first album that I had ever listened to. Yeah, that, well, that was in 2018. So that's the first album that I ever listened to by Mac Miller all mm -hmm. the way through. I remember I was with one of my old friends and she was like, the new Mac Miller album dropped. And I was like, what? Like acting like I was yeah. a big fan, which I really, I wasn't like a huge fan. And I listened mm -hmm. to it and I just fell in love with it. And then I just kind of dove deep into Mac Miller's music. And I just loved it. And when I was younger, I used to watch MTV a lot. And he had that show, uh, Most Dope Family or something Most like that. Most Dope, yeah. And it was a really good show. And I think that's what introduced me to Mac. Mm -hmm. And then now that I'm older, I just I just love Mac Miller. The first memory that I have of Mac Miller is from a Tosh.0 segment. It was the um, Krispy Kreme guy, mm. that rapper. His music video, oh his friend gosh. was wearing a Mac Miller shirt. And that's the first time that I ever was introduced to Mac Miller or like, because I was like, who's Mac Miller? Yeah, I hear you. That's funny. I think a lot of people don't really listen to Mac Miller because a lot of people think that Mac Miller like music is sad. But I think mm. that Mac Miller is just a lot more intelligent than people like I, to realize. I agree. I think it's a lot more beautiful than people think. Mm -hmm. They don't like, I don't think people tend to see the message or the passion behind it. Right. I know that because I was always, when I was younger, I was always like, why did Mac Miller cancel his show? Turns out he canceled his show because he didn't want people to be like, look, it's this guy, Mac Miller from a show. He wanted to be known for his music. His music, yeah. So that's why he canceled his show. Which shows a lot for who he is as a person because he's more concerned with his art than the money. You know what I mean? He's all, like, in the interviews that I've seen and stuff, he's always been kind of like, he just wants to get his music out there. He doesn't yeah. really care about much else. Like, I know he probably didn't start like that. Yeah. Because he was a really young kid when he started. But Definitely. as he grew older, he was just kind of like, I don't really. Just wants to share his art with the world. Yeah, basically. Uh, J. Cole's like that, too. Like, mm -hmm. if you notice J. Cole, when he first kind of came into the rap game, he like liked to wear jewelry and all that. Mm -hmm. And bling and all that stuff. And the older he got, the more he was like... The money is like really meaningless yeah hey once you get rich enough it's just like too much money is like who cares i'll be rich for, in my way yeah right if you don't if you don't want all that money i'll take some of it so anyways well 
I think we're going to end the podcast for today. Yep. We uh, we really appreciate you listening. If you listened all the way through, um, we hope that you could come back and listen to us some more. And we hope to build a community here of people who just really like to listen to our stories and our opinions on things that we have to say. Um, if you want to know more or interact with us, you can uh, follow our Twitter. It's the Daily Teapod. And uh, so and that's the letter T and yeah. all of these, just the letter yeah. T. Yeah, and the letter T and all of these. And our Instagram is the Daily Tea Podcast. And uh, if you're old enough to send us an email, you can definitely send us an email. It's the Daily Tea at yahoo.com. And you can email us. Uh, us anything you know crazy stories yeah if you have some crazy stories of your own don't be shy to dm us or on instagram twitter send us an email it doesn't really matter uh we'll keep it super discreet um like today we didn't really mention anybody's name it's just kind of it's just kind of stories that we share like with each other basically and um yeah well we hope you uh come back tomorrow to hear what else is going on in the gaming world and uh, as well as my thoughts on the 2012 hit love story starring Channing Tatum and Rachel McAdams, The Vow. Is it worth the watch or just another cheese-filled love movie? I can almost guarantee it's going to be a cheesy love story. It might be a good one. It, might <laughs> it be has Channing, Channing Tatum's very, very... I've seen, the, I've seen the trailer for it and his acting seems pretty good in it. I don't know. We'll see. Well, we hope everybody has a great rest of their day. God bless and all the rest here from the Thompson family. Thank you and goodbye. Never try to exercise It used to be a fantasy But now I guess it's televised I heard the legends never die Oh, this lonely hell of mine There never was a better time to better myself Forever I melt and float away like waves in the ocean Stare inside of heaven's eyes The gates will never open I'm smoking on this field of hope Waiting till my deal gets closed I keep getting hotter but All I seem to feel is cold 22 don't feel so old But I think I'm 82 You mean to tell me God took seven days and all he made was you I'm out here with the kangaroos Making danger break the rules Celebrate my date of birth with acid Get the days confused Happiness I take from you Searching for the naked truth I'm not awake, I'm in a lake I'll swim away with you Bitch, check out the butterfly If you the truth, then what the fuck am I? Yeah. 